Hi, welcome back to Not So Southern Gentlemen. I am Ricky. And I am Sean. And we have had one heck of a week. It has been busy work-wise and news-wise. I mean, we've got a ton of articles. We've had to cut some out. We've been so busy with stuff. Uh, But before we get started, uh, let's talk about a few things. Sean, what do you got? Okay, okay. I have a question for you. And this question, the the way you answer it, because I I respect your opinion, and the way you answer this could possibly save me money throughout the entire year. Now, both of us have worked in the food industry. um, Correct. And... Okay, okay. So so the question is, <clears throat> I, I will use Chili's as an example, although my my experience with the reason I asked this question, it did not occur at Chili's, but it's just another one of these restaurants that has the same service, and I believe you'll be able to answer this. Shenanigans? Are you talking about shenanigans? N- negative. No, there are... There's no shenanigans involved in this, although I feel like one's being pulled over on me. <clears throat> Let's say you call in an order to Chili's. Now, you drive there and you walk in the restaurant to pick up your food, and obviously there's uh, a person standing behind the uh, to-go counter, and uh, there's a line of people. Now, Now, this person standing behind the counter, all they're doing is standing there, they turn around, they grab a bag of food, and they set it down, and they tell you, oh, your meal is twenty two eighty seven, and you hand them your card and all that. Now, now, when they hand you that receipt, there is a place for a tip <laughs> on that receipt. Now, let's just say the place I went to, I, I, I put a line through it. And wrote down the total and moved on. Now, normally, I will say this. I usually, I feel bad, and I put 2 or $3 down. But the time that, the reason I wrote this down as a question is because the, the person was not being nice. They were not being helpful. They acted as if me, them turning around and grabbing the bag of food and setting it down was such a pain to them that I put a line through it. Now, did I do them wrong? No. Or, or or do you or do you even put a tip there normally? Like I mean, this isn't the pizza delivery guy who who put something in his car, he drove to your house, and then you give the pizza delivery guy, you know, three fifty, four bucks, or if you you know, more if you get a larger order. this is seriously you called in the order. The, the person that did the work is the cook in the back, not the person. This isn't a waiter. They didn't bring me drinks. They did not provide me a service other than reaching behind them and grabbing a bag of food and setting it down. Because I would love to know what you do in this situation. Well, uh, I am the wrong person to ask about tips because I am the world's horrible, horrible tipper. Most horrible tipper. I... Don't normally carry cash just because that's one of my things. I don't carry cash. If I go to pick up food, there's no tip. I mean, they've they've done nothing but made my food. They've done their job. Maybe if the person who brings it out to my car or the if they're like your experience, you walk up and they are just a shining example of what it means to be someone in the service industry, may turn me around on that. But generally, just a pickup carryout order, 
I'm going to have a zero with a slash through it. I'm going to pay my total, and that's it. Now, different situations on tips, different train of thought. I don't know. I mean, where do, where do you want to take that one? Well, see, I mean, I I don't mind tipping. Um, when when I go to a sit down restaurant, uh, and I have a good waiter or waitress, I uh, I, I'm a pretty good tipper. I mean, I, I'm a I'm a twenty five percenter. I'll definitely tip twenty five percent, if not better. Sometimes, especially if they're nice, they're friendly. Um, we have a Cracker Barrel near, nearby, and the wait staff there is usually on point and incredible. I have no problem tipping problem tipping them well. It's just this place that I went to, and, and normally I write two dollars every time I order takeout food. I, I put two dollars down. Um, today I went and ordered food at a restaurant. Well, we went to a food court and the place where we bought our food had a tip on there. And, uh, our total was like $18 and some odd change. And I made it an even 20 and wrote it down. But cause I, I don't have problem tipping, but this person was being rude and then they noticed that I put a zero, and they acted even more huffed at me. Uh, and I just wanted to know somebody else's experience. With... Oh, I didn't, I didn't pick up on that part of the well, story. Well, she just. But now let me let me she break noticed. it. Let me break in she here real quick I'd because I had this exact discussion with uh, about a month ago at a local coffee shop we go to. Because somebody previously had came in and wrote zero on the tip and and uh, two or three people before me. And I know these people really well at this coffee shop. And they're like, do you think they were mad or something like that? I mean, what's your opinion when you do that? And I was like, well, you know, if I'm giving a tip, if I, if I have a experience where I come in, I swipe my card, there's a line for a tip, there's a line for a total, I will write zero in the tip, and I will write the total, so nobody can go and change that. I mean, if I'm not leaving a tip, there will be a zero there, so nobody can just write in. Correct. What? 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 Because that happens. That can happen. That's the way credit cards work. I mean, I know not a lot of people understand how behind the scenes of credit card machines work, but in the restaurant industry and the banking industry, you do learn how those things work and it's easy to be abused if you're not watching it so um always never leave something blank is is what i say now how other people read that also that you know i I don't know their understanding of how it works um but you know if you're just gonna tip or not tip you know make sure something's written in there so nobody can go back and make up your mind for you um I when I go to a sit down restaurant, I generally tip. I mean, I judge because, of course, running a restaurant before, uh, I look at those kind of things. It's not the th- first thing on my mind, but I never get below fifteen percent on a tip, unless it's a person that just should not be waiting on me. I mean, I've I will I will leave zero tip in a heartbeat if the if the person is you know noticeably doesn't want to be there, right. doesn't oh, care, yeah. you know. Well, well, my thing is I usually leave my two cents worth. 
Right. And, and, I'll and, put .02 and I'll leave them two cents. But now there are some people that will tip regardless of their service because they, they look at it and go, well, you don't know if that person had a bad day or not. You don't actually know what's going on in their life. And right. I'll look at and, that. And I knew that I know from working as a waiter myself, you know, obviously they make a waiter's wage, which is not minimum wage. They make below that. And they, their livelihood is tips. But I don't know about that person behind the counter. I, uh, I never been that person. And I don't know what their wage is uh, at the takeout place. That's who I'm referring to. So. If you're listening to this and you happen to be one of the people that works behind the counter at the takeout place, hit us up on social media and tell me what your take on it is. Because I, I need to know whether I'm totally doing this person wrong because they did not have – I do not believe they had the right to be huffed at me for putting zero because all she did was reach behind her, grab a bag, and set it in front of her. Blech. I, yes. don't, I don't like none of that. Okay, okay. So, in other words, at the end of this discussion, we've learned nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. We learned that we tip. Yes, We're not. Let's pre- press on. Uh, well, let's get into the stuff we do like talking about. Uh, the next Marvel event has my interest kind of peaked. Marvel announced that they are uh, having all their monster characters unleashed. Fin Fang Foom and all. Devil Dinosaur. They're going back to the well on the old Marvel characters, uh, the monsters from the '60s and '70s. What, what do you What do you think about that? That That sounds awesome. I, I haven't read this article, so when you said that, that is like, that's awesome. Um, are we gonna get like giant man thing and stuff like that, or anything yeah, like that? Yeah, like old all the monsters. Yeah, all the like. Uh, um, not Marvel chillers, but they used to have a, a magazine called Monsters, and they had, uh, like, Groot, uh, you know, was huge in it. The Rock, uh, maybe the Rock Monsters that Thor fought. You know, they've got a lot of things listed here, uh, like Fin Fang Foom, um, and sure. Devil Dinosaur, Groot. They're all going to, for good, and there'll be good monsters and bad monsters that are trying to take over the uh, Earth. And, of course, with the spoiler work, uh, spoiler alert, Hulk gone. Uh, that may be a little harder than it would have been before. And I, I think it's really neat. One of a uh, really good artist that's currently working did this big splash for the Monsters Unleashed, and it looks great. I mean, if this if this guy's working on it, I may have to pick this book up. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, man. Um, I'm excited. I liked all the old monsters, and something like this will be really cool. Um See, you you get one of your favorite things, and if unless you have more on this, we we can move into one of my more favorite people and and somebody that's not really high on your list. But did you see Todd McFarlane announced that we're finally getting a Spawn reboot? Yeah, I mean... uh... It's going to be look, done look, look. correctly this time. Let me R- let me specifically R-rating. state, I am a fan of Spawn. I liked the show. I liked the first movie. Was what my first DVD I ever bought was the first, was the the Spawn movie. I do not like Todd McFarlane's opinions or his voice. That's the only thing about it. I don't want to hear him. I don't want to hear his opinions. He's a great artist. He he he's 
done some of the most iconic art in Marvel. Spawn is one of the most prolific comics that was in the 90s, uh, and it's still an ongoing series. Um, you know, I, I, I'm a big fan of Spawn. Oh, you know, you, one of the first really huge uh, black characters in comic books. I mean, you had Luke Cage and all that, but uh, Spawn being the anti-hero, uh, you know, it, it was a great visual. It was a great, not well, I wouldn't say a great story. It was it was an okay story, and then the movie came out, and it was it was kind of neat. Now I did I did fall away from it. I didn't follow Spawn much after that. But I couldn't tell you what's going on with Spawn now. Right. Did, did you watch any of the HBO series, the animated stuff? Yeah, that's what I, that's what I was talking about. I watched the first two seasons of that. In fact, it's oh. on HBO Go now. Oh, I started to say it, it's on Amazon Prime as well. Man, I love that show. That it, that was awesome. But the movie was incredible, and I just thought that you know the graphics were good for its time, but the thought of having it rebooted. With today's modern technology, to see the Violator in full CGI form will be so incredible. It's supposed to be R-rated, he said. There's not going to be any holding back on this. This will be full-on horror movie style, and I am excited for that. That will be so cool to see Spawn redone, hopefully correctly. And not that there was anything wrong with this one, but just more grit, you know, more grime. I like it. I'm excited for a new spawn. Something I'm excited for. Tell me, what do you know about Mr. Sinister? I know that what he his his biggest thing was captured the X-Men and try to take away mutant powers or something like that, right? Well, Mr. Sinister so- was the uh he was the guy behind uh, the Mutant Massacre. He was the one who's behind uh, Madeline Pryor, the uh, the Goblin Queen. Um, right. He he was the one who was always after Scott and Jean. Yes. Uh, he wanted uh, Cable. He was involved with um, Apocalypse because of the Twelve. You know, the Twelve Most Powerful Mutants. Uh, to ever be born, and he—he's he, a guy behind the scenes, basically the evil Illuminati, you know, controlling mutants, trying to uh, bring them all together, find the most powerful, and use them for his his means. Um, they say that the Wolverine movie, he is going to be the bad guy. Now, of course, at the end of spoiler alert, uh, X Men Apocalypse, uh, when they show the scenes uh, back at the Weapon X. Okay. Place Weapon they X were at. Facility. Yeah, they have uh, people collecting the samples of Weapon X's blood and put them in a briefcase that is uh, by the Essex Corporation, which of course Mr. Sinister's real name is Nathaniel Essex. So uh, that's where they were leading with that, and it was confirmed. And com- uh, coming soon was dot sa- net was saying that uh, he is going to be the bad guy. So that's something to look forward to. I mean, he's one of the you know Apocalypse, Mr. Sinister. One of the premier X Men, uh, you know, Bad baddies, guys. you know, up with there with yeah. Magneto. So that's well, something to look forward to. Here's another chance for them to uh, have to get a baddies look just right, you know, to because you you didn't know if they were going to pull off that apocalypse 
the look of Apocalypse. And by the time it made it to the movie, to the screen, I, it, I was okay. it was okay. Yeah, it, it was, was okay. just okay. Um, okay. Sinister, you know, I don't know that he would translate to the screen that well in exactly the form you always see him. Because, I mean, whenever I, I remember first seeing Mr. Sinister in when, when Walmart carried comics, I picked up an X Men comic, you know, when I was little probably in like 80, 88, 89, something, somewhere in there, and saw this guy in a blue suit, silver skin with a red diamond on his head, and, I, and all I thought was, is this Colossus's brother? I mean, what is this? That, well, that, was my, that was my exact thought. I didn't find out until years later that that was Mr. Sinister, so... See, that's funny, because, you know, I, I'm a few years younger than you, and when... I seen. I always thought he looked like Dracula. I always thought he. I was like, does he look like Dracula? He's kind of like a vampire. Well, he had, yeah, him. and he has that big uh, cape, ribbon cape of metal or whatever it was. Right. Um, they'll probably change that look for the movies, and I, I can't really say I blame him. I mean, it's not ever been something I really cared. I mean, Andy Kubert did a really impressive Mister Sinister. But uh, I, I'm, 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 that's the only thing I can ever think of him being striking was uh, Andy Kubert's art of him. Yep, I agree. Um, but moving out of the Marvel world, and we're going to move back in a big way here in just a minute, I wanted to talk about how, um, what do you think of the Predator movies? Dude, okay. The first one is incredible. <laughs> the second one, I, I like Danny Glover. I, and I thought that that movie had potential to be really, really good, and they they took it into a weird direction to where... I, I'm, I am there with you. I'll let you finish. By the end, you know, like, you were like, eh, what is going on here? Why? You know, I, I thought it had potential to be a really good movie, and then somewhere about three-quarters to the movie, somebody took a left at Albuquerque, and... <laughs> It, it ended up off the track, and, you know, so I, I find myself, I'll watch it if it's on TBS, you know, and I got nothing going on that day, but I don't own it. I do not own Predator 2. I own Predator 1. I do own Predator 2. I really enjoyed Predator 2. Now, I'm not saying it's a good movie by any means, but Danny Glover being Danny Glover, uh... You know, in the middle of the city, Morton Downey Jr.'s stupid butt being in there. Uh, you know, Bill Paxton turns in a great performance in this movie. I mean, he is that slimy guy, but you, you, he, you do kind of feel for him by the time he gets it. Spoilers, and um, uh, what's his face, Gary Busey. You know, he has one of the best movie deaths I remember as a child. In that, that, uh, that weapon he gets hit with is freaking. I love it. <laughs> And uh, which is used again against the monster later. And then, you know, at the end, you get your first taste of big franchise crossover. There's a alien skull in the background in the trophy room. Yep. And I remember, I remember everybody talking at school when, once that movie came out. Did you see the did you see the skull in the trophy room? Did, did you notice? Did you notice that the alien skull was back there? I mean, it was a big deal. And uh Predators was... I actually liked Predators. It yeah, wasn't I'd, bad. I recently bought Predators. Uh, I've got it... 
I've got it right here somewhere. Yeah, it's right here. Uh, it was on sale, and I bought it. I, I enjoyed that movie. Danny Trejo was good in it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and even Mr. Knows himself, uh, Mr. Piano, what's-his-face, the jacket guy. Um, I'll get it here in a second. Uh, his name is, what's-his-face, Adrian Brody. Gotcha. Adrian Brody, yes. He's okay in it once you get over his Batman voice and he looks all jacked uh, from being a skinny guy. But the reason we talk about this is because there's going to be a new Predator movie, a modern Predator movie. Now, do you believe this is going to be a full-on reboot? Well, uh, they they say it's a reboot of the franchise. Uh, I mean, and I, I think that it, it's time. I mean, that first movie is is classic in the same way Ghostbusters is a classic, but I mean, that first movie is not predicated on the Predator. It is it is a tour de force of the charisma of Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jesse Ventura, you've got Shane Black being funny as hell in that, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, you got Carl Weathers, Action Jackson himself. That, that movie was just an all-star cast of action, and and you had an alien bad guy. It's it's classic for that reason. It it is good movie. Uh, the Predator is really stunning in that. You see the first time you know the invisibility special effect is used really well. I I, I can't think of bad things to say about that movie. But a reboot is is not. I I have no problems with that. Right, and it's going to be. Hopefully, main casted by one. Of, I, I love Benicio del Toro, and and get this, Shane Black is directing it, not starring it at this it's time. It's gonna be awesome, dude. I, and I I really enjoy Shane Black's directing. Um, I, I really like him as a director. I thought Iron Man. <clears throat> I liked Iron Man three. I don't have a problem with it. And also, he did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which is another incredible Shane Black movie. One of mine from, uh, have you seen it, from back way in like our first or second episode, I believe. Now, did you ever read any of the uh, Predator comics uh, in Dark Horse or the Alien, any of those? I, I did. I read a few of the Alien, uh, none of the Predator. I, I read some of the Alien Labyrinth run. But I do not own any of the Predator. Okay, those are those were pretty good. I, I did have a few of those, and I liked them. Um, moving let's from just, let's indi- do it, man. Let's in- do it. I know you're busting at the seams to talk about this. Well, I, not just yet. I want to hold it uh, because I want to talk about some more stuff. But I did okay, want to okay. see. Uh, the internet kind of went goofy because Zack Snyder tweeted out a picture of. Batman in a new tactical bat suit. I seen it. I seen it. And, and I kind of agree with the internet. Uh, he, he has different suits, people. It's fine. He's going to be in his cl- it's it's probably a 5-minute fight scene in a different suit. It's going to sell some toys. It's fine. He's not trying to be Owlman from N- N- uh, Watchmen. We're Looks okay. Like Night Owl. Night he Owl. Does. He does though. That the suit is just like Night Owl's suit, only painted black. <sighs> I, I've I looked at the pictures uh, side by sides, and I was like, it is almost a straight up ripoff. I, I kind of agree with the internet on this one. I mean, I ain't gonna go bonkers over it. I don't really care, but I'm just saying, you know, it, it could be laziness on DC's part, Zack Snyder's part. 
Whatever. I, for once, I kind of agree with the masses on the internet. I'm not getting all in a huff about it, but it does very much resemble Night Owl's outfit. Eh, it's fine. I don't care. I just want to. I just want. Oops. I just want to see it. I'll see it. Um. One of the best movies to come out in 2015 is getting another release. Mad Max Fury Road is coming out, and it's got a black and white edition called uh, Black and Chrome. And if you have not seen Mad Max Fury Road, it is one of the best movies to come out in the past 15 years. I agree. 100%. Watch this movie. Uh, you know, and if you're, um, you know, that into it, I, I'm personally not going to get the Black and Chrome edition. I think it's really cool when a movie can go out and do some extra stuff. I mean, it's not just the film stripped of color. It is actually, they went in, rebalanced the color specifically for black and white. So it, it, it's, it's be awesome. more visually impactful. Um, I would love to see it, but I'm not going to pay for it. Uh, Again, I've already got it, and I, I, I'll enjoy it that way. Well, well, I don't own it yet, so I'm sure when the Black and Chrome edition comes out, it'll have the regular one attached to it, so maybe I'll get it. All right. And our, our penultimate uh, topic I have is Doctor Strange. Uh, Hot Toys, the company that makes the uh, one-six scale photo, almost photo-perfect figures, yeah, released... Yeah, never be able to afford released uh, pictures of their upcoming Doctor Strange uh, figure from the movie, and it is a beautiful thing. Oh, it is. It's uh, gorgeous. You get some really good detail on his costume. I mean, it's him in full Doctor Strange get-up, the blue and with the red cape, uh, the detailing on the belts, and uh, the other items entwined in his uh, uniform look really amazing. Um and you could go by uh, superhero hype or search any any uh, on to- online toy store link that uh, does hot toys items, and you can find these images. Uh, really good stuff. Really high quality. Um, it's it's not like exactly photorealistic like some I've seen, but it's it's pretty close. I mean, you look at it long enough, you're like, man, that's a really good that's a really good image of that guy. Uh, and it comes with some uh, magic spell effects yeah. you can pose. Comes with a book. Looks like he's actually reading a book. It's a really good likeness of Benedict Cumberbatch. I can tell you that much. Um, you know, if you haven't ever checked out Hot Toys, go check out some Hot Toys, especially if you're into Doctor Strange. Take a look at this thing. It's beautiful. And on... oh yeah, I totally agree. It, it's just it's just stuff I can't I can't afford. Yeah. I don't. I, there's not many people. I mean, like these things are two and three hundred dollar figures. I mean, I don't see you playing with them. I mean, you pose them, you take pictures of them, and this and that. Um, but one bit of news I did want to take some time and talk about was Marvel's Agents of Shield premiere this week, and with that we got our first story with the Ghost Rider. Uh, now, did you Let's get? Hear it. Did Man, you? I haven't seen it. I'm totally in the dark. I seen you live tweeting about it on Twitter. I seen you had a decent amount of interaction going on, and I, I kind of stayed out of it because I, I wanted to hear it all from you today. 
Yeah, and I think that's a thing we're going to uh, be doing ongoing. Agents of Shield being at the new nine ten uh, time slot, it really works out well for my schedule, and we probably will be live tweeting each episode of that. Uh, so, any interaction, we'll be running some polls. We may be doing some contests down the roads. We're looking at things right now. Uh, we may speak to something about that this episode. But, man, the Ghost Rider looked great. Now, of course, this is uh, the Robbie Reyes version, like we've spoken about before. The episode started out, uh, picked up off of the last season, where uh, Sky, Quake, whatever her name is, is on the run uh, from S.H.I.E.L.D., and she runs across some guys. She's, she's out trying to prevent crime and trying to stop... Oh, that crime organization that they ran into last uh, season. And runs into some guys who are uh, trying to get away from the Ghost Rider. And you don't really see him in the first part of the episode. It's not until the end, where you or the middle of it, where she has a full-on fight with the Ghost Rider. Which is pretty, pretty amazing. Um, and it has, of course, Agent Coulson and Mac are together. He is no longer director. You never see the director. Um, Fitz and Simmons are working for the director. Uh, May is real wary. There's some... They bring in some supernatural stuff because the first... Um, the first bad guys you run into that uh, don't get killed by the Ghost Rider um, are nice. uh, some Asian... There's an Asian guy and his henchman. And there's some device they get... Uh, that they're that Shield was looking for, and when they open it, there is a ghost. Like nobody sees it, but it affects them, and they start seeing the other people around them with uh, no eyes and and a black mouth, and they start killing each other. Well, by the end of the episode, Agent May is starting to see the same things these guys were seeing. So uh, that's a little tease for the next episode. Uh, the Ghost Rider. Uh, Quake ends up going and trying to hunt down who this killer is. And, of course, he has a very unique car that she sees. And she uh, runs around Los Angeles uh, tracking down this car and, and tracks it to a, a junkyard where Robbie Reyes works. And ends up uh, showing her hand. They get into a fight. He, he first has... He has the ability, and, and this is, I, I don't, I haven't read the new Ghost Rider enough to know exactly, but he can use his Hellfire ability in his human form. Wow. Uh, like, he, cool. like, he picks up a, um, just a piece of steel rebar, and it suddenly starts flaming without him being the Ghost Rider. And there's a couple other things, and finally, uh, like a minute or two into the fight, he finally just goes full Ghost Rider. And uh, it's it's really good. It looked really good on on television. Uh, really good effects. The fire looked great. Uh, the way his car flamed up was he was driving straight at these guys, and they fired a rocket launcher at him. The rocket launcher hits the car, and the front of the car explodes, flips in midair, and the rest of the car becomes engulfed in flames. And then it goes back to the tires and the engine flaming, and he just runs right into them. Uh, oh, wow. It was really exciting and, and really fun. Uh, I have not been this excited about an episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. until uh, last night's episode. So this is something I'm definitely going to be doing moving forward. 
That is awesome. I'm excited for you. I knew you were pumped about it. And, you know, like we had discussed in previous episodes, I, I, I will find the time and I will catch up on it one day during a massive binge watching. And, uh, you know, I, I hope it continues its success and I hope you continue uh, your live tweeting sessions because it seemed like you, you had a real good time doing that. And uh, I'm excited to see where this goes. I did. And also, I did learn that um, reading some articles on this, it looks like this season's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to tie into Doctor Strange. Now, that may have been conjecture on the side I was reading, but they are leading in, like I said, there was supernatural elements to this episode for sure. Uh, and of course, now, everybody's assuming that the Ghost Rider is an inhuman at this point, which he is not. I mean, it's clearly not. And that's where the episode was going. Well, like, of course, Sky, Daisy, um, thinks that he, he is at the first of the episode, but he's clearly not. And then, of course, they show in the, the ghost thing uh, also means it, it, it's not going to be inhuman stuff. They are going to delve into the supernatural this season. Now, moving right along, uh, looks like you've seen a movie. I have. I have a movie review that uh, I, it won't need a, an extended portion after the show like we do sometimes. This is just going to be a straight-up movie review and uh, for The Conjuring 2. And uh, Have you seen The First Conjuring? I haven't seen The Conjuring or Annabelle. You haven't seen either of them. Oh, my goodness. No, okay. but I, I like the actors in it. I really like, uh, what's his Vera Formiga and Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson, yeah. Speaking of yes. Owl Man, Night Speaking Owl. Speaking of, yes, Night Owl. Uh, okay. The way I, this movie was very scary, I, th- I felt. Um, very good. It, it's up there with in the order of scariness so far i would say it's the first conjuring well this conjuring two then the first conjuring and then annabelle um and i know we're getting another one called the nun and you need to see conjuring two before you see the nun but let me just say conjuring two very scary i felt um regardless of what your feelings are towards the real Ed and Lorraine Warren are. Um, I don't know how familiar you are with those two either. Do you know who they are? Um, yeah, I do. And the reason I do is because at a, at a very young age, I saw, accidentally saw the Amityville horror. And through, through the years, I, I did look up a little, a little stuff about that. I mean, and found out that it was, Whenever, you know, that's one of the first ones you see based on a true story, you know. I was like, what? What? So I looked up a little on it, and I knew about the people that investigated. I've seen TV interviews with them before about this. Um, But, yeah. Okay. So so you know they've taken a little crap for who they are and whether or not they embellish or whatever have you, what your beliefs are. Um I really feel that Fura Formiga and Patrick Wilson really bring to life Ed and Lorraine Warren. And this show, this movie, was my favorite so far with these two. Uh, great acting. Forget who they are and what they're playing and if they're based off real people or not. This was a great movie. I enjoy scary movies. I enjoy horror movies. 
I I really like uh, supernatural stuff as well. So if, if you're not into any of that, maybe my movie review, you're going to be like, I don't agree with any of this. But I really like the Conjuring style movies. And this one really, I think it, it's up there for me. I don't know if you've seen it. Obviously, you're not as big into horror. But anybody listening, if you've seen uh, The Possession about the Dybbuk box, that one is just as good as this. Uh, I feel Conjuring 2, great movie. Definitely worth checking out if you get a chance to watch it. Um, I'm just going to leave it at that. Great movie. You don't want to watch it alone. And I watched it alone. And, and I regretted it the rest of the night. <laughs> good job. Um, yes. before, before we move on to the next subject, I did want to talk about, this is we our last chance, um, Hastings, of course, going out of business at the end of October. All will be closed. Our local Hastings will be closed Saturday. This is their oh. last four days. I did, and, and the reason I mention is because if you have a local Hastings, you're going to want to go and, and get the... I mean, they're on fire sale right now. Everything's 70 to 90% off. Um, I picked up the second Ghost Rider movie for like 39 cents on Blu-ray. I picked up, uh, let's see, the movie Taken, which I've never seen. I will watch that for like a dollar. The last Transformers movie that I just, uh, I I didn't own it. And, you know, as a Transformers fan, I'm going to own it. I got it for, yeah, super cheap. You know, why why not? Why, Why would I not do that? Um, and also I wanted to mention that, uh, Walmart currently has classic movies on Blu-ray, classic horror movies coming up for Halloween. Uh, we've got Creature of the Black Lagoon, Dracula, The Invisible Man, Frankenstein, The Mummy, uh, you know, all those are on Blu-ray, very cheap right now. Go out and get those before, so you can enjoy your Halloween right. Um, I also picked up... Um, some SH Figure Arts uh, uh, Super Mario Brothers figures uh, for very cheap, ninety percent off. You know, it's great. Awesome, man! I'm pumped. Uh, I, I'm getting ready for this. You know, this Halloween is going to be awesome. Uh, I feel my son's finally old enough that we can. You know, take him out and uh, have some fun on Halloween, doing Halloween-style stuff, and I'm excited for it. Yeah, Halloween's going to be big, and we'll talk more about that as as the month rolls along. But let me ask you a question. Have you seen It? It? It. As in the movie It, or do you have a movie title as... That is not a movie, sir. That is a TV miniseries. It will not be a movie until it comes out. By the way, Uh, this is is not part of the Have You Seen It segment, but this is just some random stuff that I would like to ask you. Have you heard, or do you believe it is purely internet rumor, that in a town near me, there are two clowns walking around, one with a hatchet and one with a machete... And they are trolling the city streets, uh, harassing people. Uh, well, you know, I've. Uh, in... Well, I know there have been sightings in South Carolina, and then there were reported yeah, right. sightings South in Carolina. Georgia. That was it. And those turned out to be a couple of meth heads looking for publicity. But mm-hmm. this is hometown stuff, 
And uh, the the sheriff of Whitehall has even came out and said, you know, take it for what you will. Be on alert. Um, he's not going to put it down saying that's not happening, but you, you may need to be on alert. And that is creepy as could be. Yeah, I, I'm just going to say no, no clown with a hatchet or a machete better come near me and my family or the, it won't end pretty for the clowns. So are you are you pro clowns or are you uh, you're not a fan of clowns? Look, I enjoy watching movies with clowns, but when real clowns start carrying machetes and hats. No, 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 no. I don't I don't mean the internet. I mean like clowns clowns. Do you do you have a problem with clowns? Uh are they scary or at the circus? Are they at the circus? At the, if they're at, at the circus I don't mind. Okay. I don't mind. Okay. I, okay. I don't, well, no. I mean, some people are sc- f- definitely afraid of just regular old my brother, clowns. My brother is scared to death of clowns. Really? Yes. It's hilarious. If you ever want to pester him, just uh, send him, text him clown pictures. He'll love it. He'll love it. Send him lots of them. Well, that's funny. You know, I'd, I've I've never known anybody in person that's actually scared of clowns. But well, like well, now you the, do. the Supernatural episode... With the yes. where, where they're at the uh, thing and there's yes. that clown chair yes. and they fought over the chair. Yes, I love that episode. Okay, oh, we're already off topic, but I just wanted to mention that because I thought it was creepy and people on the podcast might get some enjoyment out of it. Well, go, okay. you do it. Yours is first. Go. The, the question: Have you seen it? And uh, I want to know: Have you seen the movie Dracula Untold? Dracula is one of my favorite. Uh, Halloween characters and uh, characters in literature. Unfortunately, I have not seen the new movie. I have not seen Dracula Untold. Okay. When this came out, uh, it's the 2014 Dracula Untold. Uh, stars like Luke Evans, uh, Sarah Gadon, I believe is how you say her name. I'm not really sure. It, uh, I think it did okay box office wise, but it did not do great, say, uh, let's see. I have it brought up. Twenty-two percent Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, and this was the movie that was supposed to launch their uh, uh, class Universal Monster Cinematic Universe right. too. So, so I may be in the total minority uh, by putting this on there as our Have you seen it? You know, because it is twenty-two percent. But I am a fan of Dracula. Uh, I thought this movie was okay. I understand that it took a lot of flack because it was PG-13 and they could have went over the top. Like they have the ability to go with great graphics and stuff like that. So when I say I want this on our, have you seen it segment? You know, those are usually movies that we're really pressing to people and I may be pressing something to people that they've already seen and are like, no, we want none of it. But I feel like Dracula untold was a pretty good story. I really enjoyed it. I've watched it multiple times. I've probably watched it two, three, at least two or three times, maybe even four. Um, I, I didn't think it was bad. You know, it, it's the story of Vlad has brought peace, his empire, and, uh, you know, he's made peace with the Ottoman Empire, I believe, is who he's fighting. Uh, I cannot, be- I can't believe I didn't write all of this down. Yeah, that's correct. The Ottomans, yeah. Okay, because it's well, anyway, uh, they come back no. and they they ask for more. They started, you know, the child army again, and uh, he was one of them. Had broke free, and then, you know, had, was the leader of his people. Well, 
obviously he he can't fight it anymore. He doesn't have the resources to fight. So he makes a deal with a vampire and I'll let you watch the movie if you want, if you enjoy. I really feel Dracula Untold is an underrated movie and should be seen by people. And if you watch it and you do enjoy it, if you haven't seen it and you watch it and you like it, let me know because I would like to know if other people feel the same way as I do, that this is an underrated film and, and really doesn't give get given what it deserves, you know. Right. You, you should check it out definitely as a Dracula fan because I, I would like I would your opinion would probably mean more than you know uh, anybody else. Yeah, I mean I love the the Dracula movies through the ages. The uh, uh, first Dracula, the uh, it's Ram Stoker's Dracula with um, Gary Oldman is a great film, even with Keanu Reeves in there. Um, you know the. Uh, Christopher Lee, Dracula, you know, and that stuff. I, I just, I just enjoy it all. I, I just haven't had a chance to watch Dracula Untold. I will at some point. Um, but my "Have You Seen It" is a little special this month. Um, so a little property that I love has turned thirty years old, and this is called Transformers, of course. Oh my goodness! They have finally go. released. The 1986 Transformers animated movie on Blu-ray. Now, I, I had this in the 25, 25th anniversary DVD. Um, this Blu-ray is amazing. The sharpness, the crisp... I mean, you can see the line art on the screen. It's... It's, it's beautiful. Um, and now, the movie itself you know, was a 1986 animated movie for children. Um, it holds up good. <laughs> I mean, it, it does a lot of things. There's a couple of curse words in it. I mean, that's the first time, uh, besides Secret of Nim, but I never watched, I didn't watch that till it was on uh, home video. Um, you know, there's death, there's destruction, there's uh, new characters, there's old characters, there's crying, there's... There's an awesome soundtrack, right? There's an awesome 80s all over the place soundtrack. Um, you know, it's just... It's not one of those things you just had to see at that time. I, I think it's still worth watching. If you haven't seen it before, please go watch this movie. I mean, look at it through a child's eyes. Not, you know... Does it deserve an Oscar? You know, don't don't see it if that's, if that's what you're doing. No. But... Um, you know, it's just one of the most impactful things on my life as a as a child. Uh, you know, learned about death in it, learned about, you know, heroes. And I just love that property. So, I mean, I, I recommend you go out and purchase this. Now, I did get the Steelbook version uh, Blu-ray, which ran like $34. But the, the regular Blu-ray runs $19, uh, you know, cheaper, $5 cheaper than most new movies coming out. Uh, you can actually get the new version on DVD for ten bucks nine ninety six. They even Walmart had it, um, and it, and if that's how you have to watch it, so be it. You know, go get that. Uh, and it the it the it comes with a digital copy also, um, so you can see it that way. It's awesome. I'll uh, I'll have to get that, and you know, because I don't own it, so I'll definitely be looking for it and. Probably pick that up. I mean, the 30th anniversary edition probably be pretty special. Now, while we're talking about it, what's what's your opinion on that movie? 
I enjoy it, man. Um, I've probably only seen it, uh, honestly, two or three times ever. Mm-hmm. So, you know me, I am a fan of Rodimus. Take that for what you will. So, you know, I, I like the movie. I think it's pretty good. Um, well, you're not you're not the only one. I mean, Rodimus was a good design character, and you know, Judd Nelson. If if you're not familiar with it, I mean, it's got a cast like you wouldn't believe for an animated movie in in the 80s. Judd Nelson, of course, the the baddest guy at the time, one of the Rat Pack, uh, the Brat Pack, uh, voices Hot Rod. Uh, Peter Cullen voices Optimus Prime. Um, you've got Leonard Nimoy in the movie. You've got Frank Welker. Uh, Orson Welles, the Orson Welles, Citizen Kane himself, his last movie. He died while making this movie. So this was his last legacy was Orson Welles was in the Transformers movie. That's awesome. And, and funny enough... Oh, sorry. Well, I wanted mean? to mention, and funny enough, uh, Leonard Nimoy voiced Galvatron in this movie. Leonard Nimoy, if you if you did not know, also came back to the Transformers franchise for, uh, I believe, Dark of the Moon. He voiced Sentinel Prime. He actually married... Uh, I think that he married Michael Bay's aunt. That's that's the connection there. So he came back to the Transformers franchise. That's pretty cool. Nice. Now, now if we're continuing on, uh, movies that we do not recommend seeing are Don't See It segment, if you will. I would like you to lead off on this because I want to know what you mean. <laughs> okay, I can do this. <sighs> okay, so I say this with all love and all 80s <sighs> tenderness I can. Do not go back and watch the original He-Man cartoon. Do not do it. Do not do it. <laughs> I'm gonna you, hang you'll, up on you right you'll, now. You'll get through. I'm gonna hang up. Well, okay. I I challenge you. I challenge you. I've watched it. I've I challenge it you chats. to watch five episodes in a row. Just blast I, blast through. I, did I want to see you do I it. Probably did it two weekends ago. Yeah. Uh, that that is a slog these days. But don't get me wrong. Whenever I, I was watching it every day after school, could not get enough. Wanted more every single day. I've met. Uh, uh, Alan Oppenheimer, the voice of Skeletor. I've, you know, love that show. I've met the voice. The now, what what I do want to talk about is the. Do not watch the old He Man. Watch the newer one that came out. There's three seasons of it. You can buy it for. I think you can get it for ten dollars. The entire series, and it was great. Great storytelling. Great animation. They treat Hordak properly. He's in there. Um. And it's yeah, really good. It is really, really good. If you love He-Man, you would absolutely adore the respect they paid in this new series. Not right, now. I now I'm I'm not talking about the second series, the New Adventures of He-Man, where He-Man and Skeletor went to space. Not that one. Don't want. Oh my god! Though the opening is amazing. They they animated the opening like with a Japanese studio. Uh, uh, so, some of those things get really good. In like like the Thundercats opening. If you ever want an eye-opening thing for anybody younger listening to the podcast, watch 
cartoon intros from the 80s. Uh, some of the best animation ever made is out there. The Thundercats opening, the uh, Mighty Orbots opening, the... Help me here, Sean. I would say with Mask. Mask, absolutely. And, the, well, the song with the mask just sticks in your head. Yeah. Uh, yes. Pole position. Go, uh, oh, go on YouTube yeah. one day and just fall down a rabbit hole of cartoon openings from the 80s. Uh, there's, there's like, eight or nine different compilations of, of all that stuff. Spiral right. Zone. Stuff you've never heard of, like uh, Ulysses 2099 or, or whatever that was. Just some amazing animation they had. Jason the Wild Warriors. Oh yes, that's a good one, right there. Yeah. Now I don't, I do not recommend you going back and trying to watch all the episodes. What I'm talking about because some sometimes the opening was the best thing about the entire series. So that's right. And and I don't mean to bust on you for having He Man as your don't see it, but you know, like I've stated, He He Man is to me what Transformers is to you, and I do agree that. It doesn't hold up, but my nostalgia carries me through. Oh, absolutely. So, and 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 I, I I say don't watch the whole series. Watch a few episodes of the like the best episodes of He Man. Um it's got some really neat animation. They rotoscoped um like they went back they had people act some of the scenes out. That's why a lot of the scenes happen over and over, like when He Man throws stuff and stuff like that. They actually portray real human movement in the episode. It's kind of in the in the series. It's kind of different from other animation of the time. It's not. Um, it's not like they don't look like human figures. Like uh, I'm trying to think of, like Bakshi, the Middle Lord of the Rings oh, yeah. animated movie, where they rotoscope that horribly. This is a great use of rotoscoping. So, uh, do watch the best of episodes. Don't try to watch the whole series. Okay. Now, on my don't see it, I believe you will be full backing me in the do not see it when I say that somebody at some point in time tried to bring us Supergirl, a movie about Supergirl. Oh, no, they didn't didn't try. They did. (laughs) And it starred Helen Slater... Peter O'Toole and Faye Dunaway and it has absolutely nothing to do with anything at all ever about Supergirl. I, I don't know I don't understand this movie. This movie is such a pile of crap. And and maybe that's what I'm on I'm just gonna start naming my movies pile of crap. Because can you explain to me if anybody that's seen this, I'm sorry. And if you haven't seen it, let me just tell you, Supergirl comes out of the ocean because she's lost the Omega Hedron, which is the power source to her entire city. And when she loses it, it flies to Earth. And the her first thing that she does after landing on Earth, it, it's not being Supergirl and immediately going and finding the Omega Hedron. No, she joins an all-girls school and enrolls herself into high school. But Sean, and Jimmy Jimmy Olsen from the Superman movies in it. Come on now. Why, why does she enroll herself into a high school? Like it's the most ridiculous thing. And then, and then, who? She gets uh like kind of sort of in a love triangle with Faye Dunaway's character, who is like 
40 and here she is portraying some like 17 year old and they're caught in a love triangle with some like 30 year old construction worker or something just boom mind-blowingly horrible crap Faye Dunaway has this miraculous Omega Hedron and ends up becoming some like uber powerful witch like I'm not making this crap up. This is horrible. This is utter crap. And and I actually own it. <laughs> I, I, I do not and I don't care to see that movie ever again. I so you <laughs> you show that to your children as example of I'm what not, not to watch. Anything, but I'm just telling you I own it and even though I'm sitting here just mouthing the ever living crap out of it. For some reason, I don't even remember when I bought it. Uh, I think when FYE was going out of business, I picked it up for a dollar or something, and I was like, "Man, why not?" I also own Superman Four, so hate on that too. Ooh. You know. Um, and on, yes, <laughs> do not watch Supergirl. And on that note, I think we can wrap it up. Ugh. Let's wrap this up. Put a bow on it. Put a pretty little bow. Um, you can find me at Maynard98 on Twitter. You can find both of us at Not So Southern G's on Twitter. Uh, please stay tuned. Episode 25 will be special. We are having our first giveaway, and it will involve you, the listener, being active on social media. So if you will listen to myself and listen to Rick, what do you got, Rick? Well, my Twitter is at Ricky Westbrook. Uh, find us on Facebook. Just search Not So Southern Gentlemen. Um, it's going to be an important part there, people. Oh, yeah. But other than that, I think I think we're done. Let's, stick, let's kick this pig. All right. For Not So Southern Gentlemen, I'm Sean. And I'm Ricky. There. I'm standing up. We're all standing. Bunch of jackasses standing in a circle. Uh, I'm out.